When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Motorsport Magazine, for the very best of motor racing. Hello everybody and welcome to uh, the March Motorsport Podcast, which of course is our pre-season podcast, the first qualifying session for the first Grand Prix of the year, getting underway in just four days' time in Bahrain. And uh, especially welcome today to Damon Hill, the 1996 Formula One world champion and the president of the British Racing Drivers Club. And he'll be talking a bit later on about the British Grand Prix coming safely to Silverstone for 17 years. Fantastic news. And in fact, when he got here today, Damon was telling us that he used to be a dispatch rider just down the road from us here in Lotts Road in London. So that's how far this guy came. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, ask you first of all, Damon, and thank you very much for coming. Mm. Who's going to win the world championship? Ah, now that is a that's the, thankfully that's a good question. We don't know the answer to. I, I think this year is shaping up to be something quite unpredictable. Actually, it's quite difficult to put your finger on um, where the strong points are because there are um, there's such a, a strength in depth of drivers as well, yeah. um, and they're all they all seem to be paired up in the right way. This it's, it's it's quite unlike a, a, a season for the, that I've seen for a long time in that respect. So, um, much, much stronger uh, driving force, if, if I can use that phrase, than we've seen for many years, I'd say. Yes? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, if you add up the number of drivers who have actually won consistently, won Grand Prix, um, I think, I'm not sure, but someone will tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I get the feeling we've got, um, we've got pairings of drivers who've been in contention for world championships mm-hmm. throughout the field, which is, which is very unusual. Absolutely. So who's going to win it? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I, I still think Lewis is, is, he seems to be confident. I mean, I think, I have not heard noises that, uh, that are grumblings about the car, particularly. And I, I think that um, they were looking good at the end of last year. So um, a, a strong pairing between Jensen and Lewis. But that's going to be an interesting story to see that unfold. They, they've said in the past, drivers always say that when they, that first test when they get in the car, they know within a lap, whether it's a good car or not. Yeah. Is that how uh, you remember it? Well, I'm not sure about a lap, but mm. um, uh, some drivers would, maybe could do that. But I, I, I certainly was, I'm always, when I approached it, I was, um, I, I was looking all the time at uh, signs of, 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 dece- of, of deceiving yourself because you always, there's a lot of wishful thinking involved sometimes in, in, mm. in turning up with a new car. Yeah. You so want it to be good, you could, class but all sorts of draws but there's no way of knowing until you've done quite a lot of testing and all the other guys have turned up and then and then you don't know because you don't know quite what they're up to either so um that's the great thing about the first race so i mean going by that alonso is obviously very happy with his car and he's come out and said you know this this is the best car i've, I've had ever mm. um, so you can't discount him i don't think ever but especially since he's in a ferrari mr robo no no i i, I you, you, you i don't think you can ever discount alonso um 
But, you know, I, the thing that struck me is everybody's tended to concentrate. Everybody's sort of said, well, there are four. There are going to be four top teams, Ferrari, McLaren, Red Bull, Mercedes. And everybody's kind of singled out Lewis, Fernando, Michael, and, and Vettel. Mm. As, as if, you know, it's going to be those four, uh, sort of almost discounting the other driver in each team. And I think, yeah, how the hell can you do that with people like, you know, like Massa? Absolutely. Yeah. I and think Jensen. That, yeah. You know? um, we haven't actually uttered the S word so far. And um, <laughs> we, we, we've got to talk about Michael Schumacher, especially with the man sitting here on my left. Um, What's your take on him coming back? I mean, you're not going to do that, are you? Are you? No, I'm, no I... I um, I actually retired when I was 39, so I was on my way out, and he's on his way back in for a second, mm. second go. But um, he hasn't been out for that long, um, yeah. and I think he's obviously been looking for some way of fulfilling, or fulfilling that gap that, that motorsport filled in your life, and, and mm. um, he hasn't been away that long. So um, I think he's still young enough. I think particularly someone like Michael, who's, who loves being fit anyway, he's, he's sort of a... He always was incredibly fit. He used to get out of the car with not a bead of sweat on, which was incredibly frustrating. I don't know. So, I mean, 41 years old um, is, is a spring chicken, really. What's it like when you step away from Formula 1 when you've been in that intense environment for so long and then suddenly you're out of it? Um, well, I think um, it depends on how much of a bellyful you've had of it. <laughs> um, because it's not just the driving, as, as you know. So I think there are certain objectives you might have in your mind to achieve. And, I, and I, for me, I felt like I fulfilled as much as I possibly could do. And I couldn't see that I was enjoying myself. So it was, it was, it was quite easy to, to walk away from it. But to find something else that gives you that buzz. I, I did find myself rather oddly um, on race weekends when I, for my first year out where I wasn't racing. And I found myself in the woods because we had some woods with a chainsaw. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, the only way I could interpret this was, was that I obviously felt the need to have a machine in my hands. There was obviously a deep-seated need to get your hands on a machine. And I, and, and so, but I, I was very mindful of lots of problems of, that, that drivers have had in replacing that gap and quite often they've taken to rather reckless pursuits yeah. um, and mm. with tragic results in, mm. in many cases mm. and, um, and I very much I think probably because of what happened in my life with my dad retiring and, and, and having an accident um, I really was very <laughs> concerned for my family you know as a driver I think that for me there was uh, something which I wanted to stay away from reckless things so I took up golf and uh, <laughs> And it's a nightmare. I'd much rather be driving a car, to be honest. I'm much better at that. Yeah. Did, you, did you lose it? I mean, the, the, that sort of... Obviously, Michael has a very, very fundamental need to compete. Yeah, I think this is it, um, Nigel. Yeah, I, I mean... And did, yeah. did, you, I mean, did you ever consider doing, I don't know, DTM or anything else once you'd, once you'd stopped Formula no, I think No, I think there is... For me, there was definitely was... The beauty of F1, Nigel, is that it is the best. It's the, be the very top, it's the very best. And in my mind, I reached the peak of anything I could ever expect from myself in, in doing that. Sure. And within that, within that realm of, of Formula One, where you're driving the best cars with the best designers, the best teams on the best circuits, it was the best. So anything less than that is very difficult to get motivated to give your best for, you know, because it's not... You, and I, I realise that in myself as a driver. You peak and you think... I, if you can't get back to that peak again, you just think, well, I'm not as good as I was. Yeah, I and, um, and this is something where I think where Michael 
he's going to be finding he'll be trying to get back to where he was but I just don't think he'll ever get back to the point where what Sterling described as, as driving by the seat of your pants that thing where it's all instinctive and um, whether he if he doesn't get that then he'll be he'll be under par and whether or not um, he can be satisfied with that I don't know no what Mario, sorry, just one, just one, I just wanted to add in. Mario Andretti was was saying, you know, he's, he's thrilled a bit. He's coming back and saying, Jesus, forty-one. I wasn't even thinking about stopping. Mm. But he said, you know, I know he's super fit. And I can't see that being a problem. But he said the one thing you can't do anything about as you get older is the recovery time mm. from a race weekend. He said, you know, in your twenties. You're over it Monday morning, you wake up, you don't feel too bad at all. And you've Monday been out afternoon, all night you're well. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he said, but as you get older, that's the bit. You become aware you're not recovering from a race weekend as quickly as quickly as you did. And he said, I just yeah. wonder if Michael there are four back to backs this year and I wonder if Michael might have a might well, play a bit of a, a, yeah. a role there. Um it depends how much you've given of yourself in those events. If you've got a good car and you, and you, you, know, and, uh, you get in the front and uh, mm. the car's doing the work, then mm. it's not so demanding. If you are, it's, I, I was always staggered with Michael, the, the number of championships he could withstand. Because, I mean, you know, you knew Alain and a lot of drivers have been champions. You know, the strain of being a world champion or leading the championship, Lewis has mm. realised that, Jensen's realised that. It's a big strain, and Michael did it year on year, and I don't know how he coped with the psychological strain. Well, it's freaky, isn't it? It's freaky, it's weird, isn't it? It's unusual, isn't it? It is, um, I won't use the word freaky, but I mean, I can see what you mean. It is is a certain um, single-mindedness, which perhaps is... That's where the that's where it becomes slightly questionable as to whether uh, it's healthy to be devoting yourself to one specific thing only yeah. in your life, you know, because there, 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 there's a penalty to be paid if sure. you don't have that thing. I suppose if it never crosses your mind that anybody else is anything like as good as you are, that probably helps as well. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yes, I, I, I never quite mastered that one myself. <laughs> but I, I was sort of someone out there better than me, but uh, and it was Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we, yeah. We, we we mustn't dwell. For too long on Michael Schumacher, but I think we should ask you about. You had some very close contact with the man on the motor, on the racing circuit. Too close, yes, yes, yes far too close. Um, I mean, allegedly he punted you off. Um, do you think that the stewards of today, which who are slightly different from the type of steward we had before, will jump on him? very quickly if he if he comes back to those kind of tactics well i i think rob there's there's and some interesting dynamics here i mean we've got his old team boss is now head of the fia and his um his previous uh, team boss he's driving for in a different team so you've got um you've got uh, friends in high places if you need them and that but that was always the 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 concern i think with um with michael's era was um whether or not there was um uh, um, there was due um, concern given to um, uh, even kind of uh, penalties uh, and consistent penalties throughout that period. And, yeah. and, um, and I think that he's suffered a little bit from the legacy of that in that sometimes people have said, well, you know, you, 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 it's not the same penalty if you take someone's points away for knocking someone off when they've come second as if you take the points away from when they win the championship so and do the same thing so that that era has now changed with um, a change at the top of the FIA I think Jean is uh, very um, I think it would be interesting to see how 
he plays his hand over Formula One, and I think that it'll be very important um, for the FIA to be seen to be um, treating Formula One as a sport and being absolutely um, fair uh, in in their uh, dishing out of whatever punishments that, that come along from time to time and not being over heavy on on some people rather than others that that that, that is um, for my mind is going to be the interesting new development in in Formula One um, for the next mm. period of time I mean not just this year but uh, 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 under a new under new management that's interesting I remember you telling me long ago you were telling me in, when you were in the junior formulae and you say and you said and everybody was looking at Senna mm-hmm. and what Senna was doing Correct. in Formula One and getting away with yes and that influenced everybody. Yes, and it, and it's been a, and it's been an issue, I think, for this sport, the, the, mm. the consistency of the way it's adjudicated things. And now yeah. um, there are, I believe, that Jean is interested in in, in getting driver input into uh, into decisions that are that are that are made about driving, and I think that's a good step. I think that the, for for too long, I feel that, that the drivers have got a massive contribution to make this sport, and they, there's there needs to be a mechanism whereby their contribution can be heard. Uh, and uh, and I- I- included in in the in the mix of decision making. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good positive stuff. Yeah. I'm pleased yeah. to hear you say that. I mean, I, I get the impression that you're certainly ready for Jean Todd to be a more positive person at the top of the FIA. Yeah, I think he. I, I, from what I can see, I think that he is considering. Um, how how the image of the sport can be improved, and I think the image of the sport is very very important to everyone, uh, not only just to you know our satisfaction uh, as spectators and fans and whatever and competitors, but also because as a business, I think that it suffered a little bit um, in yeah. in uh, recent times because people look at it and think, well, hang on, is this just a show or is this a sport? You know, where exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, that was, brings us very neatly onto Silverstone. Um, as I said at the beginning, you're president of the British Racing Drivers Club and you have played a part in saving the British Grand Prix, i.e. keeping it at Silverstone, and not only that, but for another 17 years. Um, can you tell us briefly how you turned, I mean, not you personally, but how Silverstone turned this situation around? I think there was um, there was always constant pressure to... Uh, to see what we needed to do to to make the circumstances right for for the contract to come back, but at the same time we did not have any influence over what Donington were doing, and, and, and there was there was things that are, there are things that are out of your hand, you know, uh, in, as in many cases they're situated. A lot of it is out of your hands, and um, so there's a bit of luck involved or a bit of bad luck, unfortunately, with with Donington that, that they um, they weren't able to fulfil. Their, their end of it uh, and it just came back to Silverstone that way um, but constant pressure trying to inform people who had influence on decisions um, the, the reasons why Silverstone was best um, for a venue and um, that's a long story and sometimes people haven't got time to listen to the whole story <laughs> but, I mean, if, you'd, if you didn't get the 17 year contract do you think you'd still have, we'd still have the British Grand Prix at Silverstone I mean if we didn't get such a long yeah, I know. The, the option is to have a ten-year contract with a, with an extension at seven, mm-hmm. for seven. So um, the option is there for seventeen years. Yeah. Um, but uh, the good news, I think, or the important thing for Silverstone for any venue is to have some long-term plan. Five years is very difficult for for a big capital expenditure mm-hmm. if you're if you don't know if you're going to have a contract in five years' time. Mm-hmm. That's that was the last length of the contract, mm-hmm. and 
uh, the sport needs venues. And this is, this is something that I'm quite uh, forceful on. I think I don't understand. I mean, in the absence of another suitable venue in the UK, um, uh, it would make sense to, um, to invest in, in what the, our one and only venue and make it the best uh, motorsport venue. I mean, motorsport has done this country proud. And I think that... Mm. Um, so the success of um, of Great Britain on the world stage has has shown off our talents very well, and Silverstone really is the is the shop front, is the way of showing that. So the venue is very important, both from uh, how it appears to the world uh, and our, uh, and and caters for fans and spectators and gives them the best show, but also what how good it is as a, as a driver challenge as well. That's mm-hmm. that's really Armstrong on that, mm. you know, and I've been working really hard to try and make sure we don't lose the driver challenge yeah. of, mm. of these circuits. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, I mean, as a motorcycle racer and a car racer, you have a, a fantastic insight into how a circuit should be. And bearing in mind that, you know, Silverstone has both formats, um, are you happy that the revised layout will be good for motorcycle racing? Well, um, the revised layout is prim- was primarily for the, bike, uh, for the yeah. bikes yeah. because now the, it's the time we the time, just to explain that um, uh, so listeners weren't aware that, that uh, there was there was a, the, the period where we didn't have a Formula One contract, yeah. but with the only contract we had was the MotoGP. Yeah. So we've yeah. uh, rearranged the circuit, but always within mind making it as good as possible um, for, for Formula One cars and for racing cars as well. So it's a, a, a little bit of compromise has to come into play because there, there's a difference in philosophy regarding corner entries um, with bikes. They don't, they don't like certain layouts, that, um, that, that particularly corners that tighten up, which is actually quite a good corner for a, for a car. For a, yeah. for a car. Yeah. So the, the how you get the mix right is quite a challenge, um, and I st- I'm qu- still not sure that the science has been thoroughly worked through yet. That's what I meant. Sorry, it was a badly phrased question. I, I'm, <laughs> that's what I was Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think I, I... Did I answer <laughs> whatever the, the gist of it was? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, you have. Yes, you have. I mean, I, I, that's what I meant. Is it, is it going to be a great circuit for both? And can a circuit ever be great for both? If that's what I was really. Um, well, this, I, I don't know. So it's, it, is a, it is a problem because you don't want to have to have separate venues really for yeah. motorsport because you know motorsport. It's 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 a it's. It's not. It can't happen in the city centres. Uh, you know, it needs the, the venues are few and far between of, of any calibre, and um, yeah. and so you you want to build them up into places that are good for both. I mean, they used to race. I mean, they raced. Do they still race Daytona bikes? Yeah, Daytona? yeah, they yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, yeah. famously, Barry went yeah. off there. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, motorsport. It's a curious one, isn't it? Because motorsport umbrella term for everything with an engine in it um, but there are so many different varieties and the people that will go to a touring car race won't necessarily go to a Formula 1 race um, and the, the, the crossover is not automatic at all but so we're going to get a different crowd at Silverstone for the bikes um, and we try well they're trying to um, uh, change the flavour of, of the event as well so uh, to cater for that yeah. I must say I was in the Midlands the weekend and I was I don't know if you saw it, but it was on the local news last night. Yesterday at Donington, there was a... Yes, was a, you Donington Day. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I haven't been to Donington since it was torn up. But, I mean, it just really did make you want to weep. And I look back now to that morning at Silverstone in 08, when, you know, the, 
with gratuitous cruelty the FIA the birthday the, our, the birthday uh, present absolutely yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the birthday present. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. but I remember that day Damon talking to um, sundry people in the paddock I mean, and one of whom I won't say who it was but it was somebody extremely close to Bernie and I said what is this all about this is a, this is a joke isn't it um, and he just said what a wicked thing to say <laughs> that was the day it was announced. Yeah. So from that day on, <clears throat> I don't think anybody, and you know, and where's the money coming from? Debentures. Jesus, mm. you know. I don't think any, but what my point is that I don't think the racing community from the first day mm. took it seriously. So then you have to ask yourself, what the hell has this all been about? Mm. What, what has it achieved apart from the mutilation of a. You know, a nice circuit. Yeah, there's a casualty. Um, And there's a casualty, and you have to ask, why why has there been a casualty? Um, And I... I you know, we, we've had in this country uh, and around the world, everyone's had the same experience with um, sort of rampant commercialism. And uh, there's, a ca- there's a casualty to that. That's, that's why there needs to be in place someone or somebody which is uh, pleading the case for some sort of um, balanced approach to it. Mm. You know, it can't all be one way. I, I, it just leads to those kind of things. Um, it's a tragic thing that, uh, that Donington... Um, is in the state it's in. I mean, particularly so tragic that, that Tom, um, oh, you know, uh, would have would have gone out yeah, yeah. N- um, seeing his place um, in such a wreck. Now, that's not a nice thing at, at all to have happened to anyone. But, we, you know, we can't... I've heard you say it enough times, um, uh, Nigel, you know, written it, you know, we can't be sentimental <laughs> in this sport. You know, it's a business, and there are business reasons, and this is always the thing that's that's put forward, but, isn't it? Yeah. You, exactly. But, the, but, the, but the, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm probably... I'm, I'm more yeah. sentimental about this sport than most people. I wish it's... It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something yeah. you're sort of almost stuck with. Yeah. And people just say, oh, well, you're a purist. You're but, it's but, to, but I mean, I think, yeah. I think, I do think motor racing, um, I, I, I think it, it pays such scant regard and attention to its heritage, its history. And I think if you compare it with a, with, you know, a sport like golf, yeah. where, I mean, you know, someone like Jack Nicholas will be revered in America to the day he dies. They respect their history they do. utterly, uh, and you're absolutely. asked to respect the, the culture of the, of the game. Now, okay, can't, it's difficult to get people to turn on, who like motorsport, to turn on to that kind of idea, because golf is a very different culture, yeah, but, yeah. but the respect that is um, afforded the, those mm. competitors, mm. the game, mm. the rules, yeah. and the conduct. Now, Motorsport has always been a bad boy sport, you know. In in comparison, it's been it's been it's been for people who are kind of slightly misfit, perhaps you might say. Yeah. It's created itself. Golf's been going a lot longer than motor racing, yeah. but it has been a bandit kind of territory for a lot of people for a long time. And that's then that was fine, and but now it's sort of. Um, uh, trying to corporatize itself and make itself attractive to people who like to have a squeaky clean image mm-hmm. like um, mm-hmm. uh, like banks and institutions mm-hmm. now of course uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> and then we come back to the beginning again <laughs> so so yeah. this is this is an issue i mean you can't if you 're going to go always to the highest bidder you you've got to you've got to ask yourself well hang on what am I actually giving up um, for the, for the, for what I'm getting and if you're giving up complete control um, of things that you understand best and you feel you you are instigates this um, this 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 commodity in the first place um, then you're you're, you're going to kill it because it'll Absolutely. just it'll just go up in a in a sort of accountant's yeah. spreadsheet somewhere. Absolutely. 
It's, I mean, the, the sort of ultimate example of this in many ways is NASCAR, which has become as corporate mm. as, as, you know, as it gets. Mm. Um, but, I mean, NASCAR's history is extremely rich, you know, starting with the people, mm. you know, the, the original stars were people who, who, you know, ran moonshine. That was Absolutely. where they learned how to drive. Um, and that's all very carefully now airbrushed out of, out of uh, history. Yeah. And if you go to Daytona, you, I mean, you can buy books about NASCAR at Daytona. You won't find a single book about that era. Mm. No, that's very... It, it, and, it is, a, and a lot yeah. of... For a lot I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The fans are, are very sad that it's been... It, it's been yeah. It's a it's a very out. interesting question. There was a, there was a good documentary by um, um, I forget the man's name. Sorry, uh, but um, it was about Las Vegas, about the history of Las Vegas. Yeah. A similar thing. Yeah. You know, it was it was started by um, um, uh, you know creative people, <laughs> creative <laughs> accountants, right. yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, and now what they're trying to do is tidy up Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're in the, in the era of uh, of of trying to make things look awfully awfully. Um, you know, um, marketable, which is which is to the detriment, I think, of of, oh, of the sport because drivers who used to be the characters that people loved yeah. um, are now um, careful to mm. what they say, and absolutely. they and they tend to hide behind um, their contracts, yeah. uh, and they yeah. can get on with their job, and they get yeah. and that. And I'm not, I don't want to criticise them because they they didn't create the system. No. It's not their it's not their their problem uh, as such. But I do I did feel as a driver, I always felt. There's an element of this of uh, which is of expressing yourself in public. You know, is expressing who you are yep. mm. and and what you're about. And I was very lucky to be, to drive for a team like Williams because Frank never told me what to what to say or what not to say. And Patrick always said what he thought anyway. Exactly. And I was I and I was I mean they, you know they could disagree with me, but I always felt like I could at least if I wanted to. Um, I never had anything in my contract saying you 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 can't say this, you can't say that. Um, and. Having obviously, my dad was 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 a big hero um, for me anyway, um, and I think people liked his charisma, and I think people liked drivers with charisma, charisma Absolutely. like Mario Andretti, and, and this was yeah. the, the big appeal for mm. the sport. Yeah, That's well, where the money comes in because people w- can't talk to a car. You know, they're yeah, beautiful yeah. things, but you you know. Um, yeah, That's the extraordinary thing if you're at Daytona now, um, and Richard Petty. You know, his, mm. his name is sort of announced to the crowd and all the rest of it. Yeah. You know, they, they just sort of, you know, yeah. they go nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. as recently, I mean, Kimi Räikkönen, he said absolutely nothing. You know, to, you got one word answers from him if you can ask him a question. But still, people absolutely loved him because he was a bit different. 
mm. you know, and uh, even just that tiny little difference. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't have a sport where people can't relate to heroes and villains. It's a non-starter. Yeah. You've got yeah. to. It's the same with football. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like James Hunt and Nicky Lauder or mm. Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher. I mean, this is the whole appeal. It's, it's reality it's TV. It's, 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 it's almost, yeah. you know, it, it is, sport is... Um, really it's a living play where there's no script and it's life you know it's right there in front of you and of course the more uh, you can you can have bad elements which which uh, which are I mean there were peri- periods in, in Formula 1's history where drivers were punching marshals and things like that mm. now it, you can have a look at that I think that's that was very entertaining at one time you know, P.K. Salazar and all this stuff you know, and and it's, there's good and bad, but that's the show. And within that context, it's possible also to conduct yourself well if you want to be like that. Absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. but if everyone's pretending mm-hmm. to be conducting themselves well because it says so in the contract, yeah. then then people sniff that. They they yeah, don't absolutely. They get yeah. they get it, and they and yeah. they know that's not real. That's not. And they'll get what happened in the music business in the in the seventies, which was <clears throat> there was a revolution. and punk rock came along, yes, yes, sure. and um, and it all started again. Yeah. Um, because people it gets top heavy and I think that that's that's the danger with, with Formula 1 at the moment is it, it's sort of lost direction it's sort of punting around a little bit to mm. find out what people like mm. and you think well hang on if you don't know yourself then no, maybe no, no. you know but you shouldn't be running but it seems quite sort of recent thing that they've, somebody's actually cottoned on them well for a start they're like overtaking you know, the FIA actually discusses it these days for all those years Max would sort of say no no we should think of it like a chess match so that's, I think that's progress of a kind. Yeah, it's a, we, it's a long debate. We have, yeah. got to, uh, we have got to take some of our readers' and listeners' questions, and um, not that we don't want to, but we've been inundated with them for Damon's programme, so we're not going to get through all of them. Um, but one I, one I do like is, um, are you aware, Damon, that a 1,000 people on Facebook would like to see one of the new corners at Silverstone named after... Murray Walker, Walker Corner, Walker Corner. Yeah, we are. Well, we've we've actually just gone through the corner naming process. I'm afraid we didn't have that one earlier because we. It might be too late to 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 factor that one in, but I will pass that on to the board and we'll have a long discussion about it. (laughs) I'm very very pleased that we have taken this question, which comes from somebody called Pete. Just Pete. Um, I guess that's Facebook stuff, isn't it? You're only Pete on Facebook. Have you you decided on the? Maybe we should. I mean, Murray, Murray is uh, to this country. He's a he's a living legend. I mean, because he communicates that enthusiasm. Yeah. That's exactly what we've been talking about. Today. Yeah. It's, it's and the, boy, did yeah. he do that in Suzuka? No, I, he yes. He seemed yeah. could make a, a dreary procession of an afternoon. Yeah. And you sort of, yeah. You know, still, you know, right. that childish. <laughs> Absolute wow factor oh, where you where you where yeah. you kind of still get the buzz and I absolutely. think that's yeah. God bless him. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 Okay. No, I agree. Um, right. Well, if uh, if you if you don't mind, we're going to just uh, ask uh, ask you a couple more from these. Um, your your best ever drive, um, Damon. Difficult one, I know, because um, you've got to start thinking back. Mm. But um, P- Peter Guerin reckons it was Suzuka '94. Yeah, no, was, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it had all the factors, I, I, I think you could say that it had all the factors there that, that made it a necessity in every way to to perform to the best yeah. I could. So, and I think I, I think I, I'm, I shouldn't really make these sort of confessions, but I think I was quite a lazy driver in the sense that I always seem to leave it to the last minute. I, I, I kind of I sort of 
had to have massive pressure to drag it out of me. Um, and you know, Patrick would be busting a blood vessel. Frankly, <laughs> but if, he, if he could have bit his nails, he would have done. But uh, um, and they'd be going, oh, "When is he going to do it?" You know. And I'd just go, just wait until there's two minutes to go, and I'll. Do it. <laughs> and then I do it, and I and I actually. Um, so Suzuka was like a a, a last ditch attempt to save your life sort of thing um, and so um, uh, the the championship it, it, I needed to beat him um, and it was the most it was very thrilling because um, the, the conditions were absolutely appalling and I remember um, I remember going along behind Michael and thinking I can see his red light and I was thinking if I can't see that red light he's gone I've, I've got to see that red light so I was just hanging on to the light and it was like follow the light you know I was, just, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. literally I, I didn't know what I was doing driving the car I was just following his light and then they had the restart and I went out and I, was, I had no light to follow after that um, and so I but I could get I got the, 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 the countdown that he was catching me and I was thinking oh, I've got a little bit more I can just measure this out measure it out and then the last few laps I just went like a um, you know, uh, yeah, it was, it I was, just gave everything I gave, could to it, and um, it was an incredible yeah. day. And of course, it was at, at that time. It was um, um, there was no question of right stops new race. No, it was you know it was this aggregate thing. Yeah, and so that was what it, that was what kept everybody such you know buzzing sort of. Yeah, Jesus, you know he needs another he needs another second. You know, yeah, it was thing. it was and it was there was a there was a screen. Um, around the back of the circuit and um, I could see Michael uh, sorry I could see um, Jean Lacey and, and yeah. Murray Walker oh, Murray Walker I'm not trying to <laughs> that's, that's the word association I got myself muddled up I meant to say Nigel Mansell of course um, they obviously glued together in my head um, but um, there was Nigel so I was arriving around and I was actually watching the race with, <laughs> with uh, Nigel and, and Jean as well because he was all over the back of him wasn't he in that race yeah. um, but um, uh, I think I think that I sort of in that race left a little bit of a marker in Michael's head that I think he thought to himself well actually um, maybe I did enough to kind of uh, uh, to want a little bit of respect from him there but um, um, and it carried on in Adelaide the great thing was it just went straight to Adelaide it was like race yeah. the final championship race part two because we just yeah, yeah. jumped in the car and it went straight to the next bit you seem to find another level at Suzuka and yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is that how it appeared to you at the time yeah it was yeah. in a different level and that, when I was talking earlier about um, driving at a level mm-hmm. I mean to recreate the, the necessity to drive at that I, w- I don't think I could have I know I couldn't have done that year in year out I mean it was it was it was a it was a pitch of driving which was um, which was sort of well, I mean you hear you, you used to hear Ayrton talk about not knowing what he was doing mm. you know and I, I honestly believe that I, I got to that point in that race where mm-hmm. I actually just was willing things to happen mm-hmm. and um, uh, and fantastic to watch Michael driving close up in the wet as well because I, I, the, the guy is a genius in, 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 a, in a car he, he I followed lots of guys racing and they normally make a mistake and then you know they're going to go off and he made loads of them mistakes and went off and he never came he came back on again you know mm, yeah. which has sort of framed my thinking for what happened in Adelaide mm. um, uh, but um, you know extraordinary talent uh, seat of the pants driving just sheer, sheer mm. uh, ability to drive on the edge the whole time mm. Mm. Do you think Damon that your motorcycle racing made you a better wet weather yeah. Grand Prix driver? Absolutely yeah, I mean, I used to be, I used to like riding in the in the wet. And I mentioned to you earlier being a dispatch rider. I mean, riding around London on a on a motorbike um, in the wet, um, you learn to get used to slipperiness. 
you know, yeah. Belgrave Square after a nice light drizzle, um, and you used to be able to, used to, be able to sort of two wheel drift it down there. And, um, you see, they normally talk about casino square. <laughs> Today we have uh, but uh, you know all the greasy spots in London now. And um, but um, and uh, yeah, I think it gave me that feel for what the yeah. what the rear wheel's doing, the breakaway point. Do you um, think that yeah. Valentino Rossi would would be a great Grand Prix driver? Can you can you do you have a feel for? I mean, he's utterly um, remarkable on a motorcycle, isn't he? No, I f- well, I d- all I can say is going from bikes to cars. I felt I really didn't enjoy the experience of driving to start with. And the only time I I felt very con- uh, claustrophobic, um, not being able to move my legs. You know, every time I went around a corner, I was trying to. In fact, I used to get bruises on my knees because I used to put my knee, try and put my knee out automatically. <laughs> um, but um, so claustrophobic, and also they rattled and they buzzed and they didn't go. And the only the only time I got anywhere near the power to weight ratio or power to grip ratio yeah, in uh, in, mo- in cars was when I went to three thousand cars, yeah. and that was more yeah. like a, three, a TZ three fifty. You know, because TZ 350 had quite a lot of torque uh, and only a small contact patch. Mm. So, um, mm. You could drive on that's that edge. And that's when your career really took off, wasn't it? Because that year, yeah. that Lola, you, know, you didn't finish many of the races, but you led most of them. Mm. Yeah, the it was a good year. car. But um, up until that time, Formula 3, I only really went well when, when there was less, when there was more power than grip. You yeah. know, so the, you know, when, you, when, you, when you had to set the car up, when you're underpowered and overgripped, and, and, and you just... You're stuck. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, and that's partly the problem with F1 now. I, well, I remember when they chopped it back from 3.5 to three. I remember speaking to you after that, and, you, and initially you were you were very very sort of downcast about this, mm, you know, and yeah. just as people have been dropping the tens and going to the yeah. going to the 2.4 V8s. Yeah. But, but this I mean, is do, a, do you, are you, I mean, do you think Formula One is underpowered? I don't think it's so much the. I mean, they produce, the, the power they produce is, is phenomenal, and those engines are incredible. Yeah. But it's more the um, it's the way they have to uh, arrange their 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 setup with the. I mean, they've made smaller front tires. I think that's a step mm-hmm. in the right direction. I think when they went to narrow tires, I mean, that there was lots of decisions that were made, but the the foundations of those decisions were. Slightly faulty, I, I, I think. When they went to, they made certain decisions like narrower tyres, narrower cars, and they were based on on some really spurious kind of um, uh, theories to do with being able to overtake more easily, and because their cars are narrower, mm. and, and and being able to reduce it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, I I I do. That's where I sort of fell out of bed with with the the the, the mindset of, of people that made decisions about cars, and that's where I think drivers have got a really good. Uh, um, part to play because at the time you could tell these decisions were not the right decisions mm. as far as dr- being able to race goes sure. um, but you can't there's no mechanism whereby you can you can impart that information into the the, the regulations no. uh, or mm. the people who write the regulations mm. Mm. they not they ask designers but of course designers are competing against each other absolutely um, well, drivers are too, but I think by by and large drivers tend to agree on what they like to drive. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to take one more one more question from our listeners and readers. This is Robert King. Um, he points out that you you weren't able to defend your world championship in a Williams, having won it in a Williams. Can you shed any light? He wants to know on why you did not you you did not stay with Williams, or you did. Uh, yeah. Um, well. Um, <coughs> 
He said shifting in his chair a little bit. Um, but um, it's a good thing it's not TV. Well, I, as a, I, I, I did not. I'm still not someone who is really that um, good at sitting down and talking money with people. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm, it's not my. It's not really kind of. Some people are very good at that sort of thing. I really worked on the basis that if I win the championship, then then I'll keep my job, uh, which was a bit naive, to be honest. Well, uh, and uh, and it, turned, it turned out to be way off. <laughs> it has a certain amount of logic to it, does it? Yeah, not? it has a sort of logic to it. Um, meanwhile, there were negotiations going on, and I was not completely. Um, knowledgeable of what was what was being said so i mean i never i never spoke frank will tell you i never spoke to him about money at all who did um i had well i had someone who i thought was um my man to do that um but formula one is it's complicated when it comes to contracts money and that sort of thing and and, um uh it was unfortunately for me i think the damage was done in the 95 i had a dreadful year and i think they they probably thought well i don't know if we can carry on with this so was it not I mean the, the, the suggestion always was that they'd actually sign Frenson yeah. long long yeah. long I, before that's, and, and that, that's I mean, I Frank, actually, Frank does do things like that well I, 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 I honestly that's that's the understanding I have yeah. um, and I think that um, uh, I, I have a good relationship with Frank and, and Patrick and, and the team and I and I and I know that they've got to do and Frank said to me quite openly I've got to do what's right for the team and that's what I've done and I was thinking well can, can, could you be wrong <laughs> it doesn't seem like a very good decision um, I've just won the world championship and I'm really on form and how about another go you know but that would that I honestly think that they had no room left they had they had um, Frenson signed up and they had Jack and they couldn't get Jack out of his contract and, and all sorts of things like that but yeah welcome to Formula 1 it's, um, it's like that um, I had another plan, which was uh, which nearly came off, which is I uh, wanted a one-year contract, which is why I drove for hours, and um, everyone else wanted two-year contracts, which is the irony of my career because I only ever had a one-year contract, and the one time I needed a two-year contract, I, mean, I didn't. Then people wanted to give me two-year contracts, and I wanted a one-year contract. So, uh, but um, so I wanted to drive for McLaren because Adrian was going to McLaren, yeah. and uh, that would have been great to have had another stab um, in an Adrian car. Yeah. How do you think you'd have got on with Ron? As his, as well, that's, that's <laughs> I get on well with Ron now, but uh, Ron, the, the the culture there at McLaren is is, is unique, and um, and perhaps I w- we talked about being able to say what you think and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And I, maybe I got the hint that I wasn't going to fit there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I I, uh, I I I don't feel comfortable being gagged and stuff. I no. So, yeah. no. I mean, I think the, the, the fans, we're all fans, aren't we? The public, I don't know, everybody involved would love to see more drivers who actually you were, you were quite open and quite amusing, even in your heyday compared to them now. I mean, will we ever, do you think, can you see a return to that? In, you know Formula One so well. I mean, it's, I think it's it's in place. I mean, I think Alonso, is someone who speaks his mind, yeah, no, and I think that's great. I think Montoya was another one. Absolutely. There's been a couple of drivers who we've lost. I think who were good mm. people mm. for the sport. Mm. They were tough competitors, good drivers, mm. um, and they just didn't like this culture where they were they were kind of obliged to to keep their powder dry the whole time and and you know i think that's where the public have a right sure. to 
they would understand. I mean, we've had a whole episode with Gordon Brown getting very frustrated. You know, people are human, all right? Okay, we'll we'll give you that. If you do a good job, you're bound, you're let off the the, uh, the occasional outburst. And um, we've had, I mean. Um, uh, Barrichello as well was, was mm, yeah. okay. had his moments yes. these Latin types you know yeah. they, they, they've got a lot of emotion and, and that's what that's what we want we want to see that someone cares that they're passionate they're competitive mm-hmm. you know and you can get the metronomic um, um, you know machine type player too like you had in you have it in tennis you know some people are just and that's fine that's their way that's okay but do you want the McEnroe every now and then Absolutely. to make yeah. it interesting yeah, 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 too? Sure. The, the interesting thing with Rubens last year, you know, <coughs> after, the, after that race um, where he thought the team sort of lost him the race and things, he, he did have this outburst, but it wasn't huge on the grand scheme of things. I mean, he was obviously just a, you know, he was a bit pissed off after the race. Mm-hmm. But the amount of press coverage he got and stuff it's like that, I mean, it was just because it, it, it was just one it's thing. True, that, it's true, Ed, but I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, in large part, that was because something like that is so rare now. Yeah. Yeah. So when it happens, the, yeah, press, no, that's, the press that's, absolutely yeah, that's the leaps yeah. on it. Wow, controversy. Yeah. Oh my. You know, well, we definitely don't um, see the best of Alonso over here because he's so distrustful of the British media following the, the McLaren year with Lewis. With Lewis. Well, we, yeah. do live in, we do live in extraordinary times with the media and that's another factor. I think yeah. so. I, I, I also, well, I confess that I did um, also start to stay, take steps to, to watch what I said you know, and I realised I was actually, if you're not careful, you make it much more difficult for yourself. So you do learn your lesson. But mm. it, there, I think there was a, a period where the media played the game up to a point, and now they don't. They 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 just won't let it go. You know, whatever yeah, happens, right. and they've yeah. it's got to run and run because they're in such competitive times with other mm. newspapers. And, some, um, but I but I do I think it is part it's partly that Damon, but I do think it's also, um, I mean. Well, for instance, if you go back to the Prost Senna era, yeah, I mean there was something to write about for the for the papers every day, pretty yeah. much. Um, and if you go back further to the Andretti era, everything Mario said, you know, was just gold for a, yeah. you know for a journalist. Yeah. So I think partly it's because of the competitive now competitive element now, but also the fact that so little. You know, of, of of any kind of sort yeah. of with a, a little bit of edge. Yeah. You know, comes along. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, yeah. okay. Go on. No, that's it. No, it is. Uh, it is. It's, it's there. It is what it is now, and it's and and it's 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 really difficult to to go backwards, and you don't want to go backwards. You want to go forward. So, um, so forwards yeah. in a new way, maybe, maybe. Well, didn't Tony Blair say that in 1997? He did, didn't he? The new way, third good, way. Good company then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a couple of quick yes/no questions, Damon. Um, would you rather watch Formula One or MotoGP? Asks Alistair Warren. Well, um, I would like, I, what I love watching with MotoGP is I can, it was my first love, bike racing, and yeah. I just, I, I had posters of bikes all over my walls, and I didn't have posters of Formula One cars, and, and I think part of the reason is because you can see the dynamics with a, with a bike, it's very apparent, even in a photograph, that there's something going on, yeah. and, and, and I think that that's something that could be worked on with Formula One, in, in the old older cars you, there was much more dynamic yeah. mm. uh, um, visible dynamic mm. uh, going on both with dri- you could see the drivers what they were doing and also you could see what the car was doing and you could sure. see the sliding Absolutely. now that, so um, would I like to watch an F1 I, I, I get caught up in it too you know I watch an F1 race and I and I once you start to want someone to win then you're you're hooked and um, but if you don't it, it can wash over you a little bit sometimes yeah. you know? mm. 
Well, we really are uh, sadly out of time, I'm afraid. But thank you, everybody, for writing in. Thank you for all your questions. And most of all, of course, thank you to Damon Hill for taking the time to come in today. Um, Best podcast ever, I reckon. Um, Thank God for articulate, amusing racing drivers, I say. But before we go, uh, we really ought to mention Sterling Moss because uh, poor Sterling has had a dreadful, dreadful accident. And for those of you who don't know about it, uh, this happened actually at his house uh, in his lift shaft. And uh, But we do hear, the latest we hear today is that he is okay. Uh, he's in the hospital, but he's okay. Um, Nigel, sad news. Oh, extremely, extremely. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's an awful thing. And he's, he's broken his ankles and, you know, broken ankles are never simple um, at any age. So we just wish him all the best he's been a, a great supporter of this magazine and and i think the magazine has been of him too um and there's no one like him is there so of course we're all we're all very sorry and we all say you know get well yeah. as soon as sterling he's a he's a hero damon there isn't he i mean absolutely you know he's he he, he epitomizes really british racing driver um and uh we're very very sorry to hear he's had this accident so if you if you listen to this sterling get well soon and we are thinking of you and we want to see you back in in top form soon yeah let's hope we see sterling at the british grand prix at silverstone in the summer yeah eh? That's, yeah, yeah absolutely okay Right, well, we'll see you uh, next month uh, when we'll we'll be back. That's uh, me, Nigel Roback, Ed Foster, and our editor, Damien Smith. Bye-bye. Motorsport Magazine, the audio podcast. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.